1: We are back at it. Welcome back to another edition of the Pistols Firing Podcast. I'm Carson Cunningham, joined as always by Colby Powell. You know, Colby, after the uh, Big 12 football championship loss to Baylor, I played the uh, was it Johnny Cash, the song called Hurt. Uh, I didn't dial it up for this episode, but it certainly feels appropriate after
0: softball and baseball seasons
1: came to an end.
0: Yeah, that was not a lot of fun last night, Carson. That was four and a half, five hours of just excruciating, just watching your teams just slowly uh, have an end to their seasons. I mean, baseball was a pretty good game, some great plays by Arkansas along the way, a couple of mistakes, and then softball was just... Oh, man, the, uh, the mistakes in that softball game are going to, to live with Kenny Gajewski for a long time. You know, the, whoever won that game probably doesn't get through OU, but you don't know if you don't get there. And getting there would have been a huge accomplishment. Getting to play OU would have been a huge accomplishment. Uh, last night just wasn't a lot of fun, Carson. No, it was like
1: a slow march to, you know, you know Oklahoma State fans are tortured, and rightfully so. And, you know, it kind of reminds me of like how the Red Sox fans were before they won a World Series, where... When things start to not go your way just a tad, you just start to fear the worst. And the worst definitely came to fruition for both baseball and softball. But before we dive into both of those games here from Chris's University Spirit, your one-stop cowboy shop, be sure to shop at chrisuniversityspirit.com. I'm sure Chris's was packed over the weekend for the regional in Stillwater, which again, just an absolutely insane regional, which, which Colby and I will, will talk to but, or talk about. But Colby, I wanted to start with softball. You mentioned the collapse and it's a collapse in so many ways, but just on before we even get to like the, the, the penultimate play that ultimately costs them the game. I mean, you're up five to nothing. You're, you're basically one foot in to the championship series against Oklahoma in Oklahoma city. You just beat them in the big 12 tournament final. Uh, just, how in the world did they did they give up a, a five run a five nothing lead? It just it, it, it seemed to happen just in in the blink of an eye, and before you knew it, they were out. Yeah,
0: it just it was really hard to watch, Carson. I actually at one point when they got up five to nothing, I had the two TV set up going on, and because they were up five to nothing, and because Kelly Maxwell's pitching, and it's the Women's College World Series, I'm thinking that that's pretty safe. So I actually flipped my second TV over to the hockey game for a bit to watch the Avs close out the Oilers in overtime, and. Sure enough, I flip back over and it's five to three and you're watching. And it's like, okay, this is getting a little stressful. And then the play, Carson. I mean, you, you know what I mean when I say the play. Everybody who watched last night knows what I mean when I say the play. That was something that you just don't see very often at that level. It was wild. It was incredibly fluky. And to have that, I mean, that end your season is just, it's, it's squinky, Carson. It's squinky is what it is. Well, that's what I
1: tweeted. I said, squinky is only getting stronger. It just seems like, you know, I thought, I thought we reached peak squinky when uh, Desmond Jackson finished about a a fingernail shy of the goal line to make the college football playoff and a big 12 championship. And man, it just, I don't know how else you explain it. I mean, you, you talk about a loss from the hands of victory. It's just, have you ever seen a ball (laughs) like any softball, baseball, you name it. Have you ever seen a ball from the infield trying to make a throw out to second
0: reach the outfield wall? Have you ever seen that before? It's so hard. There's so many people back there, right? I mean, not really. There's three back there, but they've got the whole area covered. For it to reach the wall, I mean, that just tells you she picked it up, fired it with some heat on it, and it just found the perfect gap where nobody is there, and it turns in to, uh, obviously, there's errors all over the place, but for all intents and purposes, an inside-the-park home run, and it's just... I just – they just have to – I'm trying to find the words, Carson. I'm trying to to, to spit out how they must feel today, well, right? here, here's how they're feeling. I mean,
1: just this just shows you how crazy of a play it really was. Oklahoma State softball had the third-best fielding percentage of any team in the country at .982. They'd committed just 32 errors in 62 games. Monday was just the second time all season – they had more than two errors in one game. The other instance was in February against South Florida, so a very, very, very long time ago. This is one of the most sure-handed, defensively sound softball teams in the country. And it just, for whatever reason, it, it reared its ugly, a, a huge error, essentially handed Texas the game. I mean, they, they weren't exactly just you know beating up OSU's pitching staff. It just, that's, that to me, Colby, is the hardest part to swallow because it was an unforced error that ultimately cost your chances at a, at a national championship.
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, that that's, you did it to yourself, right? You gave the game away and sometimes you, you go back and forth, you know, did they give the game away? Is that just part of the game? And and sometimes it just slaps you in the face. Right. And last night was one of those nights. It just really, I mean, it just really hits you that they gave that game away and it's such a, a great team, right? I mean, they were on the cusp of making the national championship Series and having a chance to play OU to win the Natty and for it, for it to come undone like that, I mean, Kenny Gajewski, uh Kelly Maxwell, you know, Kylie Naomi, Sydney Pennington, all, all those girls who have given so much time to this program and accomplished so much and, and were right on the precipice of greatness to have it all un- come undone in that fashion was shocking to watch. Yes, it
1: was. Um, so Texas eliminates Oklahoma State. Of course, they had to go to the second game because they, they lost the first matchup. And, again, they're up 5 nothing. You think they're, they're going to play for a national championship. But where does this rank on, on the squinky scale, Colby? I mean, I just mentioned the Desmond Jackson play this year. We, can go, we don't have to go through Oklahoma State's entire sporting history of, of uh, heartbreaking moments. But I, the way I see it, I mean, football – yeah, it was for a Big 12 championship. That obviously stings. Yeah, it was for a chance at the college football playoff. I don't know. I don't think any of us truly expected Oklahoma State to have a legit chance to win the national championship had they made the playoff. You could seriously make the case for Oklahoma State. They're the second best team. They had beaten Oklahoma in the regular or in the in the Big 12 tournament. It was it was for the taking. This was probably their best chance at a national title for um, in any sport in. Uh, quite some time really maybe since the the men's golf team or I'm probably forgetting one or two but it's right up there
0: yeah I don't even like thinking about it in those terms the fact that they could have actually beaten OU they beat them in the big 12 championship game now do you beat OU twice who knows UCLA beat them once and then came out and got 15 to nothing just curb stomped in the second game so uh can you take two out of three from OU I don't know I don't know if it's actually possible but Oklahoma State had beaten them. O- Oklahoma State had a good team, and you you put a little pressure on them, and you just never know what happens, and, and to not even be able to see it because it comes undone that way. And, and Carson, didn't it feel like I-, I don't know? To me, watching, it felt like the five nothing lead got built, got built, right, and then it was like okay get it in the get it get it in the clubhouse get it done get it done get it done get it done let's get this game over with let's get to the championship series and and it just felt like from that moment when you go up five nothing at that point now all the pressure is on oklahoma state to close out that five to nothing lead with everything on the line and it felt to me like they played as if all of that pressure was just weighing on them like we can't collapse you know we, we already had to be beaten twice then you're up five to nothing in the second game having to be beaten twice you know you don't even score in the first game it felt like all that pressure was just it, it just weighed on them until it all came undone well and I think you saw that too
1: just the reaction shots of Oklahoma State's dugout when Texas took the lead it, Yeah, it, it was written on all their faces they were like oh my god we have to score now or we are going home and they had really probably in their minds like all of us when you're up five, nothing and as good of a team as they are. I thought you could really tell just in the body language after that happened. So that's just, it's heartbreaking. I mean, it's a, it was really, really tough to see, but again, it was a great season from Kenny Gajewski and, and company as well. And he continues to build, but I, I'm not exactly on the same page as you on Oklahoma being the, the juggernaut that they've been all season. I think their pitching is very vulnerable right now. I mean, UCLA touched them up. Obviously they, They ended up, you know, curb stomping them the next time out. But I think OU's pitching staff, you know, I had the same concerns about Oklahoma or the same reasoning last year. And then all of a sudden, Giselle Juarez turned into like this this ace that they'd been missing the whole season. Maybe Jordy Ball will do that for Oklahoma in the title game. I certainly expect Oklahoma to just wipe the floor with Texas. I don't think Texas is, even though they're on a great run, they've won like five in a row. Oklahoma State's the only team that really could have given Oklahoma a shot, and that's why I'm so disappointed is I think Oklahoma's a little vulnerable with their pitching. I don't think they're – they don't have just the, the lights out ace that they're used to having, and Giselle Juarez, of course, became one because that's what typically happens for OU. They have the opposite of squinky happening. They just get these – they just get <clears throat> these things to happen that, that you can't see coming, like Giselle Juarez turning into, you know, Monica Abbott, you know, something like that, or Cat Osterman. Name your, your classic pitcher from the, the early days of Big 12 softball.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a great way to put it. The opposite of squinky is what happens for OU whenever they need it to happen. That's a really good way to put it. They call that I think they call that sooner magic. I don't call it that. But that's what no, I don't it. call it that. I don't. Call, I call it that sarcastically whenever something goes very wrong and they collapse at the end. <laughs> uh, of course, I mean everything came up OU yesterday, right? They win fifteen nothing in the elimination game. Baseball's down three to one. They end up scoring four runs in the eighth and advancing to the supers. did not that make true? it
1: worse? Didn't that just make it?
0: All oh all all my worse? God! It made it so much worse. It was. Watching OU have so much success in one day in the same two sports that Oklahoma State is getting their heart broken in simultaneously. It was it was almost too much, Carson. It was I was just like a little bit down in the dumps last night. You know, sports is one of those things. I honestly wish I cared about sports less because sometimes whenever you just have a really bad sports day, it, it just takes you down a notch. And, and that's what I was feeling last night. Last night was one of those nights where I was like, I wish I didn't care so much about these people wearing the jerseys that I root for chasing this little ball around. I really wish I didn't care about it, but I do.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. And on a positive note, again, we all, we've, we've talked so much about what Gajewski's built. I, I did want to mention the home run by Carly Petty against Arizona, And I tweeted this, considering the stakes, which the stakes were a national championship, and I know Oklahoma would be tough out, but those were the stakes. The home run she had when OSU was uh, on the ropes against Arizona. I, in my opinion, one of the biggest plays in school history, certainly in recent memory. I just thought that was tremendous.
0: Uh, Yeah, it was unbelievable. I mean, for her to do that in that moment, down by a run, sixth inning, because you lose that game, Carson, coming from the loser's bracket, it's so tough to do, especially if it's the first one, because then it's just a grind all weekend and into the next week in the heat against the best teams in the country. Uh, It's exhausting. And when she hit that ball, man, you just knew. You just knew in that moment, like, okay, this this team has it. Whatever it is. This team has it, uh, and I, I still think that they did. It's just everything went terribly wrong at the wrong moment, but, but this team was still special, uh, and I hope that the way it ended doesn't cloud how people overall view this team uh, and some of the seniors who have given a lot to get this program to the this stage where they're at, uh, three consecutive trips to the Women's College World Series. That, that stuff's important and it matters. Uh, just because it all went wrong at the end doesn't mean it wasn't special and the team wasn't special. Oh, I think that's a good way to put it
1: and uh, again it just it shows you how hard it is to win one of these things yeah, <laughs> even no for doubt. even for an Oklahoma it's it's hard they're hard to win in, in that format for sure uh, where do we even start with baseball the stillwater regional was was drunk it was psychotic uh, we saw 100 runs scored you had probably the tweet of the night when you were saying that uh, let's see i can pull the tweet up you said I swear 20 years from now, me and Carson are going to be babbling into a microphone. Do you remember that regional where they were scoring hundreds (laughs) of runs? Uh, There's no way for you and I to summarize it other than I just want to know what was going on with you as you were watching it.
0: Uh, I mean, just chaos inside my brain. I I don't even know. It's like my brain was bouncing around inside my head, watching uh, baseballs just bounce around all of the state of Oklahoma, departing from Stillwater, uh, destination unknown. It, It was unbelievable watching. I mean, Missouri State comes out 12 to nothing through three innings. 12-0 12-0 through three. Missouri State, that is brutal. Uh, I was at my sister's baby shower talking to my dad. I'm like, that Arkansas game Saturday night, it broke their spirit. It crushed them. Then what do they do? They hang 29 in six innings on Missouri State. The, the Saturday night collapse was unbelievable. Leaving the pitchers in, uh, Nolan McLean, he, he just didn't have his stuff, left him in too long. He, he gets batted around. And then grand slam for the first guy who comes in, first pitch, grand slam. That was a disastrous collapse on Saturday night. I think that that – that game is what kind of did Oklahoma State in. I thought last night they looked kind of tired, uh, and Arkansas was, was a little more geared up, ready to go. But then Sunday night, I, I, I don't even know how to explain it, Carson. The, the, the team lost, and that's a bummer. But yet that's still something that we're going to remember forever. And it is one of those things, like I joked in my tweet, down the road – I mean, we're all, whenever we're old, we're going to be sitting around as Oklahoma State fans and, and we're going to be exaggerating what happened this weekend at O'Brate. And it won't be that much of an exaggeration whenever we say they had hundreds of runs in a regional. Go look it up in the record books. It, it was pretty close to that. And even though Oklahoma State lost, it was the most fun I have had watching baseball, Carson, maybe since I was a kid. i with you. I mean, I don't,
1: I don't watch a ton of, I, I, I was never let into baseball certainly Major League Baseball wasn't my thing. I'd watch, you know, playoffs, World Series, certainly. I had kind of forgotten just the emotional swings a baseball game can have. It's unlike any other sport in my mind. Softball is the same way where when OSU was down, it just felt like so insurmountable. I'm talking about the game they, they made a comeback to force, you know, the, the last game. It just felt insurmountable. Then they take the lead and everything seems possible again. Then they give up the lead, and all of a sudden and that seems uh, another impossible mountain to climb, and they somehow climbed it again. And look, we, we're all disappointed with the way it turned out. Arkansas is a great team. I thought they were criminally underseated. I said that on our previous podcast. Like this team yep. was ranked second in
0: the country at one point this year. It Just a few really... weeks ago, they were they were right in the running to to host a a regional and potentially be a national seed and host a super. I mean, this Arkansas team is really good. And and you're right. We highlighted that a little bit last week. This was a tough regional.
1: It felt like a super regional. I mean, these were two, you know, well-respected, you know, blue bloods of the sport. That's what Arkansas and Oklahoma state are in baseball. They're, they're blue bloods. And this had the feeling of a super regional. And in my opinion, it was, I mean, you had two basically national seeds. I'm not sure why Arkansas fell as far as they did to get to a two seed. But, again, I, you got to give Arkansas all the credit. I want to say that from the start. But, Colby, I mean, it's, it's pretty simple for me. I mean, you give up 57 runs in five games, and I know they scored a bunch of runs, probably more than that. You're just you're not going to – even if they were to get by this, this regional into the Supers, that's just not sustainable. You're just, you're, you have to have better bullpen – play you have to get more from your starters you are just the pitching was ultimately their downfall I mean there's just no other way that we can slice it however we want I do want to talk about Rock Riggio, who was sensational and and stirred a lot of people up but ultimately for me Colby it was it was the pitching and that that kind of gave me a level of comfort in a way after the loss that look they probably weren't winning a national title giving up you know going down 12 nothing to a team like Missouri State I mean that's just you're not going to make it through Supers to to Omaha doing that,
0: yeah, and we talked about that throughout the season, right? The bad starts that they would get off to eight one nine one through a few innings and have to come back, and they had to do it again Sunday against missouri state and the pitching, Carson, it just it wasn't good enough, let's be honest. Throughout the season, some guys had good years. Some guys were good at points, bad at points. You know, Trevor Martin at times looked like an absolute stud, uh, and then at times he looked like the guy from the OU game who, who gave it away at the end. That's just the way baseball goes sometimes. But Oklahoma State did not have consistent enough high enough level pitching in terms of depth. It was kind of, okay, we know what we're getting from Justin Campbell. We're getting an absolute stud in Justin Campbell who's going to go out, win the majority of his starts, and kind of be the anchor for the pitching staff. Well, then you lose Justin Campbell's start because you just throw everything away Saturday night. He has to come out and pitch on short rest on Monday, gets a little bit hosed. Uh, by the ump on a 2-1 call and then has to serve up a meatball on 3-1 and one that gets smashed down the right field line for a two-run double. But it, it just was Justin Campbell and a bunch of guys, and, and the other guys, they weren't there this weekend. And, and I know everybody was hitting them out, the wind was blowing out, I understand that. But a, a huge part of why Oklahoma State didn't advance out of this regional was not because guys were hitting it out of the park, it's because guys were calmly walking their way down to first base after watching four pitches come outside the strike zone or or maybe even find them in the ribs. So it was the control from the pitching staff, particularly Saturday night, Carson, when everything came undone. It's just you can't have that little control over the strike zone throughout a regional and expect to advance whenever you've got a, a really good two-seed in Arkansas in your region.
1: Yeah, it's really as simple as that. Now, what did you think of uh... – what are we calling this, Riggio-gate, rock-gate. Yeah. Uh, he does this kind of prance, rounding third base. It drew the ire of Arkansas fans. It, it felt very Baker Mayfield-ish. Uh, apparently he was doing the, the Jack Sparrow, I guess is what this was supposed to be, where he kind of runs with his arms, flared out to the side. Well, he, he drew the ire of Arkansas, and they went on their big run right after that. What did you make of, uh, you know, look, Riggio – played amazing. I don't have his numbers in front of me, but he was sensational uh, uh, with his bat and obviously in the field as well. But
0: what did you make of that? Uh, yeah. So Regio gate, that's a good way to put it. I, I hate that this is what we're having to talk about because he was unbelievable, unbelievable in this regional, but it is what we're having to talk about because he was very look at me, Lou on Saturday night when in the third inning of a game, he pranced in between second and third base. Carson, I- I'll tell you the truth. Maybe this is the baseball purist in me. Baseball was my first love. And-, and I'm not here for a lot of the unwritten rules of baseball. I'm all in for the, the bat flipping and all that stuff. But the prance Between second and third, Jack Sparrow, regardless, I I don't care about any of the Jack Sparrow stuff, what he was trying to to imitate or mimic. I mean, that is just slapping your opponent in the face and just giving them a reason to come after you. Not only that, it it looked, just the video of it, it looked really, really dumb. And Carson, all told, the fact that it was in the third inning, it was not a walk-off, so it's in the third inning that you're taunting your opponent in a game that you go on to lose. It looked just really bad, really dumb, and it overshadowed to an extent the unbelievable weekend that you had on the field. Carson, I think it is one of the single worst celebrations I have ever seen. I got to agree. And look, I, I'm, all, I'm with you. I,
1: I like when players show emotion. Like, like some of the Baker Mayfield stuff didn't bother me. Like that's just I like guys who show emotion. It's an emotional game. You're supposed to show emotion when you play sports. That's just, that's who I want on my team. Guys that are are into it. They're emotional. They they care. Um, but that thing, it it just looked like he was showing them up. It just looked like he was, you know, dancing on their proverbial grave in that game. And I just look, I be, I'm I'm a big believer in sports karma too. Like I was super super superstitious when I played sports. I just I. I believe in the baseball gods. I believe in the football gods. I don't like to disturb them. And I play pickleball with my buddies. And literally every time I start to talk trash, I get put in my place on the next point. And I always joke, well, there's the pickleball gods telling me to shut up. And, and look, I haven't played baseball nearly at the level of rock Ridge. You're not even in the same stratosphere, but I just, I thought it was a bad look. I'm with you. I thought it gave Arkansas a little more motivation and I Just again, I I thought it was a really, really bad look, and I think I think just Josh Holiday pulled him aside and and said enough of that. And it was kind of funny, though. Colby Riggio, the next time he went yard, he did like a full scale sprint around the bases and a full scale sprint into the dugout just to say, Look, I'm not here to dance, I'm here to run the bases and go back to the dugout. I didn't think that was a nice recovery, though.
0: Yeah, I'll say this so. I don't think that Rock Regio is like a a dirty guy or like constantly disrespecting his opponents or anything. 99% of what Rock Reggio does, I love. He's just, he's the energizer bunny out there. It was literally just one bad celebration. So I don't want this to, like, get blown up and I hate Rock Reggio or anything like that. No, I just hated the celebration. It was one bad celebration. Sometimes you try something and it doesn't work. It, it probably didn't come off the way he thought it was going to. He probably thought it was going to look cool and everybody was going to make the connection with the Johnny Depp thing. And, and it was none of that. It didn't look cool. Nobody made the connection. You disrespected your opponent and then they came back and beat you on your home field. It... it it didn't go, I, I guarantee it didn't go the way he planned it to go. So, uh, yes, he bounced back nicely. Some of the other celebrations were good. When he got the double on, I think, God, it's kind of all running together now. They played uh, Arkansas three nights in a row. I think it was Sunday night when he got a big double late in the game. And he bowed at second base. You know, all that stuff I'm here for. It's very cool. It's a lot of fun. It was, it was literally just the one celebration that I had a problem with.
1: Yeah, and, I, and I'll say this for Riggio and his his sake like I'm sure that had to have been some sort of inside inside joke amongst the team he may have done it in practice and they thought it was funny and I, I'm sure there was way more context to that than him just saying I'm going to do this to show up the pitcher so I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that and that and again that didn't decide the regional again oh pitching I thought in Arkansas had a lot to to say for themselves, uh, creating their own luck and their own hitting and on Oklahoma State's pitching. So I, I'm here for far more praise of Arkansas than I am to, to judge anything Rock Riggio did. But it was a big talking point, so, so we needed to discuss it. And, look, disappointing end of the season, I, I will say this, Colby. O'Brate Stadium was rocking on Sunday. I couldn't believe how many people stayed that late on a Sunday night the students were into it. Every time they put one of those students on camera, they were going ballistic. I thought it was a tremendous, tremendous advertisement for Oklahoma state baseball, for OSU baseball fans. I I couldn't have been more proud of the fan base watching that. I mean, again, it's a Sunday night. You got to go to work tomorrow. Some people did obviously the students didn't, but (laughs) I just thought it was a tremendous atmosphere. And, And what, Oklahoma State, the O'Brate family, Mike Holder, everyone involved, this is what they envisioned by, by pumping all of that money into a brand-new stadium because it's it's here to stay. I thought it was I thought it was pure electricity, even though the results weren't there.
0: O'Brate was unbelievable, Carson. The fans were great. Yes, were there a lot of Arkansas fans there? Yes. I, I want to, though, clarify a little bit. That's not entirely the fault of the Oklahoma State fan base. The NCAA comes in, and the NCAA essentially – takes away the tickets of a lot of season ticket holders and says you can purchase back, but you might've sit somewhere else because when you host a regional, you have to allocate a certain number of seats for, Other teams. So what happened is Arkansas had their amount of seats that were allocated. Okay, well, then Grand Canyon fans started getting rid of some of their tickets. So Arkansas fans would have scooped up some of those. And then Missouri State fans started getting rid of some of their tickets. So then Arkansas fans scooped up some of those. So could Oklahoma State fans have done a little better job scooping up some of the extras? Yes, but the atmosphere was unbelievable. I I actually thought that it was really cool. And I I couldn't be there in person, but on TV, I, I thought it was really cool that since it is a regional and not a, a true regular season home game, that when Oklahoma State would do something great, I mean, they'd pan and there'd just be swaths of OSU people going nuts. And then when Arkansas would do something good, they'd pan over to the Arkansas section. They'd be going crazy. Uh, now, from from what I deduced on social media, it wasn't all totally in good fun and respectful, but I wasn't there, so I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to, pay to paint a an entire fan base in a negative light based on hearsay on social media. Um, no, I thought the atmosphere was unbelievable. And, and Carson, I think we would be remiss if last night, was there a mistake or two from Oklahoma state? Sure. You know, Caden Trinkle takes a lead too big off first, too big a secondary lead by about five or 10 feet gets picked off by the catcher in a big moment. And that hurts you. Uh, you, you know, the eighth inning you, you leave the bases loaded. You can't get guys in, you leave runners on base early in the game. But Carson, some of the plays that Arkansas was making to get out of those innings, the third baseman charging earlier in the game and throwing across the diamond, the second baseman fielding one out in right field and one hopping it over to the first baseman. Some of the plays Arkansas was making and then that freshman pitcher to come in and just absolutely deal late in the game to get Rob Reggio and the guys in the ninth. Arkansas deserves a lot of credit for the way that they were able to come through last night with their pitching staff and their defense to keep runs off the board whenever they got into dicey situations.
1: Yeah, no, it it was timely from Arkansas. I mean, you got to, again, you just tip your cap to them. And Oklahoma State certainly had their chances. You mentioned it. I thought through the first three or four innings, OSU could have built a a sizable lead, but you got to give Arkansas credit for getting out of those jams. And I mentioned Oklahoma State did give up 57 runs in five games, they scored 68. So some of that was, was timely outs from, from Arkansas to, to put away a really good offense for, uh, from Oklahoma State. So it was, um, it was a wild one. Uh, my friend of, the, friend of the podcast, Zach McGinty, was there on Sunday. He watched baseball for 10 and a half hours and saw 43 runs scored. <laughs> so again, that, that to me is mind-blowing how full the stands were Sunday night. It's not like they were there for one game late into a Sunday. (laughs) Zach was there for 10 and a half hours watching baseball. Pretty, pretty incredible uh, weekend in Stillwater.
0: Yeah, it is. I would have loved to have been there, particularly on Sunday. We thought we were going to go up yesterday evening, uh, but our two-month-old, who you might be able to hear in the background, is just firing up from a nap. She got her first shots yesterday. She wasn't feeling too good, so we decided to uh, forego Stillwater last night and stay home with the baby instead. Uh, but yeah, pretty, pretty great weekend for fans. Obviously, last night didn't go the way you wanted it to. But if you were there Sunday, Sunday at O'Brate would have been an unbelievable day to just be in attendance at a fan, as a fan.
1: It really would. Um, so disappointing in for OSU baseball, disappointing in for, for cowgirl softball. I mean, the spring sports have really taken one on the chin here lately between golf and, and the, the sports on the diamond, but it's time for uh, bullets and BBs. Colby, what do
0: you got this week? Uh, bullets. I'm going to give my bullet to both baseball and softball because it didn't end the way you wanted it to, but man, those are two great seasons. And we say this all the time, Carson. Oklahoma State has a great football program. You, you turn the page to the spring, and spring sports at Oklahoma State are elite across the board. You look at men's and women's golf, both making it the national championships, uh, baseball number seven national seed. Look, Arkansas is a great team. They got put in a stacked regional. It came down to the final game. Arkansas made two or three more plays than OSU did. That's how it goes. Softball, one bad play, end your season. But still, softball is on an upward trajectory with Kenny Gajewski, and I think that that's only going to continue to improve as you make the women's college world series each and every year get better recruits all that good stuff i think it's going to get better so seasons did not end the way you wanted them to but still a bullet to both of those programs uh for an exciting spring yep
1: i think that's a good one um that was pretty all-encompassing but i'll I'll single out uh i just this guy to me (laughs) it it feels like he's been on campus for four years but it's only been one I, i don't know how northern kentucky had him as long as they did but Griffin Dorshing is perhaps my favorite OSU baseball player <laughs> maybe ever. You're I not. Mean, I, I, I was too young to, to watch Robin Ventura and Pete Cavillia and those guys. That was, that was before my time. Uh, Griffin Dorshing, again, he, he's the boss mixed with Pete Cavillia. and it just seemed like he would always come up in huge spots and always deliver. Uh, he's larger than life physically. He's got a big personality as well. And I just thought, I mean, Colby, that, that last home run he had, it was like that line drive over left field. The amount of power this guy has is just crazy. That ball was a line drive and it gets out of the stadium or gets over the fence. It's just, I'm going to miss seeing this guy come to the plate knowing full well that if this pitcher gives him anything in the strike zone, it's going 500 feet. So I just, I just want to reiterate how much fun I had watching him and, And I'm going to miss watching him play baseball. I wish he had four more years of eligibility. I really do.
0: Yeah, I do too. He was a blast. I hate that we only got to see him in Stillwater for one year. He was so, so much fun. Uh, Yeah, just unbelievable from Griffin Dorshing. That's a great one. Carson, we we talked about this earlier, but I already had it written down as my BB. Unbelievable weekend. Got, got to work on the celebrations. We've got to run the celebrations through some focus groups, see what everybody thinks, see what we're looking like, situation, inning score, all that good stuff. Uh, bad celebration from Rock Regio. Great weekend, bad celebration. Uh, just the celebration gets my BB. I,
1: I'm with you on that. And again, we, get to, we do get to watch Regio for another, at least at least another season, um, barring the Major League Baseball draft. Um, let's see, my, my BB goes to this despicable, just disgusting entity known as Squinky. I mean, what Colby, what do we have to do? You and I, we, we, we have a lot of power having this podcast for Oklahoma State. What can we do to exercise this demon? What can we do to reverse the jinx that is Squinky that has hold over Oklahoma State? I thought there was a great tweet circulating. I think it was OK State Probs, who, who is a, an interesting Twitter account. We'll, we'll leave it at that. But they did have the, the meme of um, Thanos. And it's like, did you win Bedlam? Yes. What did it cost? Everything. And just the, the Big 12 championship game we mentioned with Desmond Jackson, everything we've discussed on this podcast. Squinky only appears to be like Thanos and just collecting stone after stone after stone. I just, I don't know if, if we can be the Avengers here and take him out, but I'm, I'm looking for any and all options from, and maybe listeners can can tweet at Colby Powell and I on Twitter and give us some suggestions. But I, I want to exercise the squinky demons because again, he only seems to be growing, not fading away.
0: Are we going to have to have an actual exorcism? I, I don't know what the next step is to actually eradicating ourselves of squinky because squinky Squinky never dies, Carson. Squinky is everlasting, will be around forever. Uh, I hate Squinky. Squinky's the worst, needs to go away. But, uh, you know, such is
1: life is no issue, fam. I think we might have to, like, do some sort of... Um, we build a fire. We have some sort of sacrifice to the Squinky Lord. Like, I'll put, like, my most prized, like, Oklahoma State artifact in the fire. You can do the same. Maybe that, maybe, maybe that will be all the Oklahoma State positive energy he needs and he will go away. I'm, I'm willing to do anything it takes. I, I want people to, to tweet us. Uh, tweet at me at Carson underscore OKC. Tweet at Colby Powell. I have your Twitter handle, Colby J Powell on Twitter. Send us some suggestions because I could give a BB a squinky all the time. But again, the, the last ever since that Bedlam win it just feels like the rug's been pulled out from under us from other, every major sport that we have.
0: Yeah, it really does. And uh, by the way, anybody who's been tweeting at me, I've probably seen it. Maybe I have, maybe I haven't uh, been very busy. So I will try to respond uh, whenever I have a chance. I've got a couple DMs I haven't gotten to and a few tweets. Uh, so appreciate everybody interacting and reaching out to us. Uh, and I'll try to get back to you when I can.
1: Yep. Uh, Colby, anything else before we get out of here? We're running out of time, but um, I know you're busy with Golf Channel and all the the live golf stuff, but anything else Oklahoma State related you wanted to get off your chest before we get out of here?
0: Don't believe so. Real quick, have we been on since golf ended? Yes. Okay, I couldn't remember remember when we recorded last week. Everything's kind of running together for me. I know you're busy with Golf Channel now. (laughs) <laughs> very, very busy. It's actually kind of worked out well for me. Uh, my wife and I are taking a, a short little anniversary trip to Austin this weekend. We've never been, everybody says it's supposed to be awesome. So we're just going to go Friday to Sunday. Grandparents are going to watch the baby. Uh, so I'll get to kind of unplug and, and take a much needed break.
1: Well, enjoy that my friend. It's been, uh, this has been a good little therapy session. I, I've, this has helped me get over it. And I'm just, I'm channeling all my
0: anger towards squinky
1: i'm coming after you squinky you're 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 as good as gone
0: yeah i mean that's a good way to do it uh yeah squinky can uh squinky can kick rocks carson we're not a big fan but we appreciate everybody supporting the pod uh and supporting oklahoma state obviously these teams gave it they all came up a little bit short thanks everybody for listening once again as always go pokes